Chapter Six of Stephen Mitchell's Journey by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six: Another Passenger. His father was engaged that morning with a visitor from a town about twenty miles away, who was in search of a certain breed of cattle, and Mister Mitchell was the owner of two good cows, which he was very anxious to sell as doll and dobbin moved with dignified steps down the long field they came upon their master and his visitor at sight of stephen the stranger wished him a genial good morning and the father called out some question with regard to the cattle on a point where he expected stephen to be better posted than himself is this your son asked the gentleman as he drew nearer yes said mr mitchell in a half-surprised tone he had forgotten that there could be anybody who did not know that stephen was his son this is mr meadows steve i am glad to meet you sir said mr meadows and he held out his hand and gave stephen's red one a cordial grasp you are rather isolated here are you not mr mitchell how many miles is it to the village oh it's a good eight miles said mr mitchell with a sigh sometimes we think when we drag up the hills that it is ten or twelve yes we're away back from everywhere and have got a miserable piece of land it's mortgaged for all it is worth we are seeing hard times mr meadows eight miles from any market mr meadows said reflectively that must make your work pretty heavy but you have neighbors of course some quite near you that little shanty shall i call it within a mile of you is inhabited i noticed very much so neighbors echoed mr mitchell in a tone of intense scorn they are nobodies the man is a miserable drunken scamp and his sons are like him they are as hard a lot as you can find out of state's prison i guess as for the women folks I don't know much about them except that they are a rough-looking lot. They can't be anything living as they do. They are perfect barbarians, I am afraid, said Mr. Meadows. I stopped at their gate to make some inquiries. I thought perhaps I had lost my way. Your farm lies a little out of the main road, you know, and I interviewed three or four children there. I don't know but more after i had settled as to my way i asked a few questions about theirs and i don't know that i ever before in a civilized land struck such dense ignorance it seems a pity but just at this point mr meadows chanced to glance at stephen mitchell and paused in bewilderment to note the changed expression of his face what did that sudden flash of his eyes mean could he be a friend of any member of that wild family back in the woods did he resent the very plain language in which they had been characterized yet the look was not one of indignation mr meadows was fairly puzzled the father meantime had turned and was looking toward the house there is my neighbor harding from the corners he said he has stopped at our gate if you will excuse me a few minutes i will go and see what is wanted now was stephen's opportunity the lucas family who lived in the cabin just a mile away from the house whose children had been alternately the nuisance and the terror of his mother for the year and a half that they had occupied the cabin 
were barbarians it seemed why that was the question because of their descent from some race of that name because of their poverty or ignorance or for what reason did they bear that name stephen did not put his thoughts into such language but such is their translation his question came upon mr meadows almost as abruptly as it had upon sarah jane the night before what does barbarian mean sir oh began mr meadows in a somewhat embarrassed tone his mind full of the thought that perhaps he had given offence by his reference to the family in the cabin i didn't mean exactly what i said of course the children struck me as uncouth and singularly ignorant of some of the commonest proprieties of daily life i suppose they had no opportunity poor things i fear i spoke rather rudely in your opinion one cannot judge of all the members of a family by the children you know stephen was not making headway he did not understand what mr meadows was trying to accomplish you said they were barbarians he added and i was wondering why well said mr meadows smiling i confess the children suggested a barbaric state what do you mean by that there was no indignation in the tone the young man did not act as though he had taken offence yet he acted as though he were intensely in earnest mr meadows was puzzled i don't think i get your meaning he said hesitatingly why all i mean is that i want to get at the meaning of barbarian there was a half smile on stephen's face he could not help wondering whether all gentlemen who used large words found it so hard to explain them you mean the derivation of the word and then stephen stared this was growing worse and worse i do not know that i could go into the root meaning to your satisfaction continued mr meadows after waiting in vain for further suggestions i am not very well up on philology of course all i mean is a lack of civilization the loose way they have of using our language you know it is true that even the most uncultured people we find in this country are very far from absolute barbarism that all have more or less civilization schoolhouses and churches and society in general have done very much for them how much we will probably never realize unless we are isolated for a while from all such surroundings and set down in absolutely barbarous regions light was beginning to dawn upon stephen's mind it was true as sarah jane had said that you could give a shrewd surmise as to the meaning of a word if you watched carefully its immediate associates notwithstanding the fact that mr meadows had used in those short sentences literally more than a dozen words the meaning of which stephen did not understand he yet nevertheless was beginning to have a fairly correct idea of the original meaning and present use of the word barbarian but he could not help letting a smile illumine his face over the thought that in struggling after the meaning of this first word on his list he was getting deeper and deeper into mystery i'd have as many as twenty to take hold of he said to himself if i had pencil and paper and time to catch these i declare for it if words were dollars then everybody would get rich at this rate in a little while 
much obliged he said aloud and then made aware by mr meadows's peculiar look that he had been caught apparently laughing at him his face crimsoned and he looked about him hastily for some subject to arrest attention and turn the gentleman's thoughts into another channel i reckon this ragweed is a barbarian he said touching a lusty specimen of it with his foot and it doesn't get civilized neither and it is as hard to get rid of as the lucas family father has been trying some way to have them get out of this neighborhood ever since they came into it but that isn't as near as long as he has been trying to get rid of ragweed and here it is every season as regular as if it had been planted and hoed and cultivated according to order but your analogy will not hold good said mr meadows smiling in his turn earnest work on the part of good men and women will make a great difference with the lucas family in the course of a few seasons has it ever been tried sir said stephen bewildered in his effort to follow this line of thought have you ever tried to get hold of any of the lucas family my friend i judge from what your father said that there are young men in the family have you given as much thought toward getting rid of the barbarism about them as you have to get rid of the ragweed stephen shrugged his broad shoulders tough job he said briefly the ragweed is tough enough but we can get it out of the way for a spell at least but the lucases are on hand summer and winter and you can't take a knife nor a hoe nor a plough to em no the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god nevertheless you know i wonder how tools named patience and kindness would work perhaps you have a barbarous nation all your own to get hold of young man to civilize and cultivate until you make of them a people worthy to become citizens in the royal city itself did you ever think of that but stephen could only stare and wonder what extraordinary language the man was talking now we talk a great deal about barbarism and civilization began mr meadows again after the silence had lasted for several minutes but i sometimes think the only civilization worth caring for is that which fits us for companionship with the lord jesus christ himself we are all barbarians when it comes to that unless we have the change which only he can give i trust you are a servant of his my friend stephen had taken up his hoe and was working furiously something about these last sentences bewildered indeed almost terrified him what a strange man this was he had never met his like before it will be remembered that he had heard very little talk from gentlemen the minister whom he would not go to hear preach being almost the only educated gentleman he knew this must be religion he reflected at least it was very different from anything which had ever been said to him before truth compels me to admit that this was the first time in his life that he had been asked whether he was a christian he was not even sure that this was what mr meadows meant though he had heard sermons enough to surmise that it was he did not know how to answer the question and was relieved from doing so by the return of his father with a nod of his head 
in response to Mr. Meadows's bow, he strode swiftly back to his work at the further end of the lot. He had certainly received a good deal of information that morning, and gotten his brain into a whirl thereby. "'Sarah Jane,' he said, pausing before that young woman as she was washing the tea dishes, "'I've found out what a barbarian is.' "'Have you, though?' said Sarah Jane, holding a dripping cup in her hand while she stopped to give him undivided attention. Anything new found out had its own charm for Sarah Jane. What does it mean? It means us, Stephen said with a half laugh. I have made up my mind that I am a barbarian. I live in a country where a great many folks know lots of things, and I haven't learned any of them to speak of haven't got what they call civilized, though there's schoolhouses and churches and them things round us. You ought to have heard Mr. Meadows go on. I'd like to have heard him, said Sarah Jane emphatically. He's the man who bought the cows and paid money down for them, the nicest man I have heard of this long time. So he put all such ideas into your head, did he? Well, I'll tell you what it is, I wish we could get civilized. I have thought this long time that it was too mean for you and me to be so different somehow from other folks. We don't go nowheres to learn things, nor have any company. We just have to blunder along. Can't we make things different somehow? Mr. Meadows thinks we ought to make things different for the Lucas family. The Lucas family? Sarah Jane repeated in amazement. What in the world has the Lucas family got to do with us, or we with them? He says we've got to civilize them, says we have been spending all our time on ragweed that won't take on a decent character in spite of anything we can do with it. It stays ragweed to the end of the chapter. But he says the Lucases could be civilized, and he thinks the neighbors have something to do with it. Much he knows about it, said Sarah Jane. What could we do for them, I should like to know? They will drink and swear, and be disgusting in every way they can think of, and who's going to help it? I can't, I know. I don't know as we ever tried, said Stephen, leaning against the window seat and watching the swift fingers which were again manipulating the dishes. I don't know as we know how to try. It is one of the things that we haven't learned, Sarah Jane." "'What started you?' said Sarah Jane, looking at him curiously. "'It wasn't this Mr. Meadows, because you began at Barbarian before he came. Where did you get the word, anyhow? You told me you heard it yesterday. What else did you hear, Steve?' "'I heard a hundred and three words,' said Stephen slowly, "'and I wrote them down on a sheet of paper, and I don't know the meaning of one of them, except the first, which was barbarian. I begin to understand a little about that. A hundred and three words, repeated Sarah Jane in open-eyed wonder. And you wrote them down, all of them? To think of your taking the trouble to write down a lot of words. What's some more of them? The next one is emancipator, said Stephen very gravely, and the next one is champion, and I don't know how to set to work to know what either of them mean. 
but I'm going to do it. I have made up my mind, Sarah Jane, to know the meaning of every word on that page before this winter is over. Good for you, said Sarah Jane, with emphasis. Steve, wouldn't it be just splendid if you should turn out a scholar? I always thought I should like it so much. Fanny Bascom is always talking about her brother Ned being crazy over books, and I have wished a hundred times that you loved books more than Ned Bascom did, and knew more about them, too. He is awful silly. I don't believe he will ever be smart if he is crazy over books. But I just believe, Steve Mitchell, that you could be smart. Of course, said Stephen, in slow sarcasm, there is nothing in life to hinder, and I could go to school just as well as not. Suppose I start tomorrow morning and leave the old farm and the cows and Doll and Dobbin and all the rest for father to look after. How would you like it? Oh, my patience, said Sarah Jane. Of course you couldn't, Steve, poor fellow. You are tied to this old farm and the mortgage. We all are. I just wish we could go and live in the village. I believe I could sew at the dressmakers and earn more money in one season than father does on the farm. Well, never mind. We will do something, you and I. Don't let us go on in the same old way another day. Let's be different. You have begun, haven't you? There is that list of a hundred and three words. That was awful cute in you, Steve. You know the meaning of one of them already. Like as not, you will get hold of another before long. Steve, suppose I try, too. I can keep my ears open and get some of them. If you will make me a list of your words, I'll do it. Nobody likes to know things better than I do. End of chapter 6